get this morning. God cannot do anything in our future. God cannot do anything in our future. One more time. God cannot do anything in our future if we do not take care of our present. If we do not take care of our presence. So take care of the things that you need to do and your future will have success. So Father, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, the anointing is upon your word. And I thank you, Lord, as the word goes forth, Father God. I thank you, Lord, our hearts be lifted up, Father God. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we rejoice in your word. And Father God, as that word grows and multiplies in our lives, Father God, great blessings come. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's going to be a theme for 2019... Uh, for the believers, it should be steadfast. The theme for this year is be, should be steadfast or steadfast influence. The world as we know it is in total confusion. Uh, darkness and, is prevailing and it's lurking to grab hold of those Christians who are not secure in the things of the Lord. We've got to be secure in the things of the Lord in order to move forward this, this coming year. And if you'll turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 10. That's Proverbs, chapter 10. Verse 30. We're going to look at the very first part of that verse. That's Proverbs chapter 10, verse 30. The righteous shall never be removed. Glory to God. From the Amplified, it says, The consistently righteous shall never be removed. Glory. The consistent righteous shall never be removed. That's you and I. That's, that's you and I. Amen. As believers, we, we must stand guard of our hearts souls and minds, because the enemy is still wicked. He goes about as a roaring lion, seeing who he can devour. And too many Christians are sheep that are, are grazing, but they're not grazing in the right area, and they get consumed. We have to look to look, look to the word, acknowledge the word, follow the word, that, it, that we will obey it, and as we obey it, it leads to our victory. Uh, let's now turn to the book of Psalms, Psalm 78. That's Psalm 78. Verse, that's Psalm 78, verse 8. It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set their hearts, set not their hearts right, and whose spirit was not 
steadfast with God. We have to be steadfast with God. We need to hold on to God. From the Amplified, it reads, It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set their hearts, set not their hearts aright, nor prepared their hearts to know God, and whose spirits were not steadfast and faithful to God. We have to be steadfast and faithful to God this coming year, more so than any other year. Because as we come to the close of the ages, wickedness is going to multiply. You can see it all over the world. They're saying that bad is good. And good is evil. It's backwards. That word steadfast means to be firm, enduring, truthful, reliable, and faithful. It's like a pillar. And let's go also to, uh, to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Glory to God. Looking at verse 37, that's 1 Corinthians 7, verse 37. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath also so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin doth well. In other words, we need to be settled, immovable. We need to be steadfast in what we know. You can't compromise in God's word. Matthew chapter 16. This applies to us today. Matthew chapter 16. As we go to Matthew chapter 16. Looking at verse 18, Matthew 16, 18, Jesus is speaking, And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus said he was going to build his church, and the gates of hell shall not come against the church. Um, we, we need to keep this in our thought pattern. The, the gates of hell will not prevail. They may come against you, but you can't, the, the, it will fail. Amen? Think about that. Um, if you really want to break that, that sentence down, the, the gates of hell. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Uh, there's three things that you need to look at. The word prevail, it's going backwards. Per, Prevail means that it's not going to be able to stand against the church. The gates of hell, the gates of hell are like any gate in, in, in God's word. It talks about an entrance. We're not going to be able to fall into that. Amen? And hell is where the uh, wicked are, so... We're not going to fall into that type of stuff. We should not fall into that type of stuff. 
So we should always keep this in the forefront of our thinking. The gates of hell. Satan will not be able to prevail against you. Think about this whole year. You're going to be successful if you know that the gates of hell can't come against anything you do. I mean, it comes, it just bounces back, bounces back. Your shield of faith removes all the fiery darts. That means you can dance. You can dance and sing. What is going to separate you from God? Nothing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, let's go to now the book of Jeremiah, Old Testament. And Jeremiah, a verse that we look at quite often, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29. Verse 11, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know thy thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end or a reward. Then they shall call upon me, and they shall go and pray and, uh, unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And as you seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, says the Lord. And I will turn away the cap your captivity. You're not going to be held in bondage anymore. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Well, that sounds good to me. Chapter 31 of Jeremiah, as we look at it a little bit further. This is, this is the, the, the dynamic things that you as a believer have. Chapter 30, 31 of Jeremiah. Verse 17. And there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord. There's hope for you. He sees the end. Glory to God. He sees the enemy coming against you and, he, and the enemy can't do anything. It's bouncing off. And all you have to do is praise God. We, we just sang a song. In everything, give praise to God. Thanks, God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We should be able to jump up. So a believer's life is a dynamic life. You're like Superman. Coming out of the, the phone booth. Ready to take on the world. You can't be a closet Christian. We have to be coming out. Amen. Know that God is calling you. In 2019. To higher things. To higher places. Don't look at it. As a plateau, you're rising up this year. You're not going to stay at a plateau. You're going to move up. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Uh, Philippians. Go to Philippians chapter, chapter 1. 
in Philippians chapter 1. Oh, come on. In Philippians chapter 1, we see what we find. Verse 7, Philippians 1, 7. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. We, have, we are partakers of God's grace. Oh, glory to God. The grace of salvation. Salvation covers the whole spectrum of your life. Amen. Gloria. We are, uh, we are partakers of His grace. Glory. Okay. Joshua. We're running around, running around the Bible today. Get a fresh start. Joshua chapter 23. Look at verse 8. Joshua was successful in his life. In Joshua 23, 8, he says, But cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done this day. Why? Because he's giving you victory. You know, all too often... As Christians, we have blessings coming our way, and we don't think about it. We just think, oh, this is just common. We need to start thinking, thanking God for every, every time we are blessed. We should not murmur and complain. Glory. We need to be steadfast and cleave to the Lord, as he says there. But cling to the Lord your God. Amen. Right. Means you need to hold on. It's, I hate to put it like this, but it's like a, if someone threw you, if you were in, the, in a body of water and you were going down and someone threw you a rope or a lifesaver, life what would you do to that? You grab it and you cling to it. You hold on. That's like a, a, a that's what the, the Lord adds to us. We cling to him. Amen. And he's, he's going to pull us out of anything. Amen. You're going to be safe anytime you cling to the Lord. Because right. he's not going to let you go. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 11. Now, in Acts chapter 11,
Acts chapter 11, looking at verse 23 from the Amplified. When he arrived and saw the, that what grace favor God was bestowing upon them, he was full of joy and he, he continuously exhorted them, warned and urged and encouraged them all to cleave unto and remain faithful and to be, and to be, pardon me, faithful to and devoted to the Lord with all re resolution and steady purpose of heart. So we need to, there, there we have to stay close to the Lord. Stay close to the Lord, whatever the cost. Stay close to the Lord, whatever the cost. Because this year the enemy is going to, definitely, the enemy knows how his time is short, and he's going to try to trip you up. He doesn't know when the rapture is going to come, but he can tell the events that are taking place that his time is short, and he needs to trip you up. Oh, me. Romans chapter 8. Ah, wrong way. In Romans chapter 8. Oh, boy. Now let's start with verse 37. Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. We should not be able to be separated from the Lord. Don't let it, let it happen. We have to stay constant. Let's go up to verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that dieth. Yea, rather that he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Oh, glory to God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or, per or perils, or sword? Glory to God. Who's going to separate us? Oh, glory to God. If we are steady with the Lord, if we, if we, are, if we have influence, if we're steady, we will have influence on the world in 2019. First Corinthians, this time, chapter 15. Oh, glory to God, hallowed. A steady influence that we should have. First Corinthians, chapter 15. Look at verse 58, last verse of that uh, chapter. First Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be... Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Glory to God. Therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, unmovable. 
What is he telling us there? What, what's the opposite here? He's saying that uh, there's a possibility if we're not steadfast, we're going to fall away. Therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. From the Amplified, therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and be, being continually aware that your labor is, in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. Hang in there. Amen. What you do for the Lord, you'll be rewarded. Amen. Some, some people ask, I, I've been doing it, I have not been rewarded. You may not get your reward here. The greater reward would be standing before the Lord and says, you know, you were so faithful. You know, everybody else turned down this thing. They thought it was a mediocre job. But you were so willing and able to do the job. Now, he's standing in front of everybody. The whole, the whole body of Christ is there. And he says, Mike, you did this. Laurel, you did this. I mean, the whole, all of heaven is wow, they were faithful in those little things. Nobody, never, nobody ever gave them any credit for it. Here you are. I mean, he's, he's speaking about you. I mean, everybody's, wow. I, I wish I would have, Stood up and took that job like I was asked to. I should have volunteered. Uh-oh. And here they are. The Lord's lifting them up. Calling out their name. Telling how great they were. Is that you? Are you on that list? Okay. <laughs> Sign you up. Amen. Steadfast. Never way, ever removing away. Okay, let's now turn, since we're in that, close to that section, let's go to second, uh, Philippians chapter 2, pardon me. In Philippians chapter 2, Look at verse 12. That's Philippians 2.12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to, to will and to do his good pleasure. Look at that. God's calling you to do his pleasure, his will and his pleasure. Glory to God. Oh, glory. Second Peter. See what Peter says about this. Having some influence. People don't see it, but God sees it. 
You're influencing God this year. How, how's he, how are you going to stand up? How are we going to stand up? 2 Peter chapter 3. Oh, verse 17. This is, this is a hard one. 2 Peter 3, 17. For it is better, if the will of God be so, that you suffer for a while doing than for evil doing. You know, you can be persecuted when you do things for the Lord. Wow. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Boy. In Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Verse 1, Galatians 5, 1. Stand fast in 2019. Therefore, in the liberty which, the Lord, which Christ has made the, us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Those things that, that messed us up last year, we should not be entangled with any longer. I mean, we, we all know that we, we missed it in some areas. But he says, stand fast. Don't get in bondage again to those things. Don't allow your carnal man or your carnal nature to rise up. Glory to God. Going back to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1 again. Look at verse 27. Philippians 1, 27. Only let, not your, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, I, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. We need to strive this year, more so, because time is short. Time is short. The disciples, when they were writing, writing the, the word, Paul, says time is short. If they thought it was short then, that Jesus was coming, how much shorter is the time now? Like I said, this could be the year. Oh, glory. I mean, there, there's so much of, of Bible prophecy already taking, taking place in our lifetime. And one of the things that Jesus said to the 
Sadducees and Pharisees. You can, you can predict the weather, but why aren't you predicting when the Messiah is here? Don't you recognize what's going on? See, we can predict a bunch of things today. We can launch a, a rocket up and pinpoint it on the moon or have it land on a whatever it is in the middle of the ocean. Well, these things are predicted. When knowledge goes forth so quickly and the world is so wicked, this is when those things are taking place. Get ready. Be ready. Don't be like the foolish virgins. You had ten of them. Five were wise. Five were what? Foolish. You know another word for that word, foolish? Five were morons. They, they can see, the, see things coming along, but they did not move. We see time is very short, and a lot of Christians say, well, I, you know, I've got time to do that. We're called to do things now. Now is the day of salvation. Now, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Stand fast in the Spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, with an open heart to discover what things are lacking in our life. In 2019, there should, we should have no lack in our life anymore. We should have developed from glory to glory. We need the gospel to regulate our life, not the affairs of the world. Wow. First Peter, going back. In First Peter chapter 5, looking at beginning of verse 7, that's First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be so, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. These are the last days. It says there's, we know that in the last days there's deception. And so if you fall into deception, you are falling into the devil's trap. Whom resists in faith, knowing that some afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So things are going to happen. We need to come alive. Amen? Uh, since we're in that neighborhood, find the book of Jude. It's right before Revelation, right? The book of Jude. It's only one chapter, so I say chapter 1, verse 3. That's Jude 1, 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, I, it was needful for me to write to you again and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We need to fight for the faith because the enemy is going to come in. Fight for the faith. Fight for your faith. 
Romans chapter 4. Oh, glory to God. In Romans chapter 4, we need to be this way. Romans chapter 4, verse starting with verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Glory to God. We need to be, have that type of influence, steadfastness. That people say, that person's a Christian. What they put their hand to prospers. They can see the blessing on your life as you come into other people's lives. You bless them. Glory to God. Be fully persuaded of the promise. You can't, we cannot compromise God's word. Compromise leads to confusion and unbelief. And that's not a place where a believer is supposed to be this year at this point in their life. Amen? Matthew chapter 21. And Matthew chapter, pardon me, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Oops. I have typed this backwards. Let me see what they got here. Matthew. Okay, it's uh, Matthew 21, 22. And all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe and ye shall receive. We have this. We should not go into confusion. Don't bring things of the world into the realm of God or into the, into the Spirit. Again, God's Word cannot be compromised. You cannot compromise. It cannot be diluted. It can't be watered down. And when those things happen, don't expect the results. The word tells you you, you can have. And, and Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. If you compromise, you're, you fall into this position. Revelation chapter 3. Verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm, that's compromising, and neither hot, cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Wow. Don't compromise. Stay hot for the Lord. Glory to God. Again, compromise will make you lukewarm. Now, let's go to chapter 5 of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5. 
What kind of influence do you, should we have? Matthew chapter 5. Beginning with 13, verse 13. Matthew 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth no good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Verse 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We have to be light or salt and light. You know, salt was so valuable in, in uh, Jesus' time that uh, the Roman soldiers were paid with salt sometimes. That's how, how valuable it was. So we need to be salty. We need to have... <laughs> salt stops corruption. You're valuable. Jesus here is telling how we affect the world. You're salt and light. You put, they put salt, before we had refrigeration, they put salt, loaded salt all over everything so it wouldn't spoil and decay. That's what we are to the world. When we are, we're out there, the decay ceases. We're supposed to be the salt and the light. How else are you going to influence a, a corrupt and dark world? You have to be salt. People got to know, have to know, well, you know, you know, those are those kind of people that are a little peculiar, you know, you know. Uh, just don't tell any stories when, when they're around because they'll rake you over the coals for it, you know, that type of stuff. When people say, well, I, I can't say that, you know, so-and-so's here in the room. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. Anybody ever had that happen? You know, somebody said, I'm sorry I said that in front of you. Because I knew you were light going into their darkness, or you were stopping the corruption from their mouth in their life. We need to be. Salty and a burning light. In order for salt to be effective, it must mingle and dispense its value on the corruption. I'm just going to turn, it, turn the tables a little bit on this thing. President Trump being where he is, how he got elected, he is exposing darkness, and you can see the darkness is fighting. It's corruption. They're trying to do everything to expunge him, get him, get him removed out of the presidency because he's exposing too much. But praise God, he's there for a purpose. He needs our prayer more than anything else this year or 
for the entire rest of his presidency. He needs our prayer. Because he wants to remove the corruption. He's the light. He's showing light where people, oh, I don't like that. They're, they're telling me, telling us what, what's going on. We can't have it. Light in order to dispel darkness must shine in the darkness. You have to shine. Don't be an ember. You can't see too well with an ember. You have to be a light source. You, gotta, you, you have the uh, distinction of being a Christian. You influence the world. Jesus says you influence the world by salt and light. When you are in the world, do not change your Christian lifestyle. Well, That's where a lot, a lot of Christians fall short. Well, you can do this, and well, okay, I, I, you know, I can bend a little. Light does not bend. Don't let the persecution when you're standing as light or as a. Salt, ruin your witness. Oh, they're picking on me. They're picking on me. I can't, I'm just not going to even say anything anymore. They're picking on me. That's not it. It's like putting your, it says you're putting your light under a bushel. Lord says, with persecution, you will be blessed. So if you're not getting persecuted sometimes, well, hmm. Your influence has to be what God designed you to be. You need to be a floodlight out there. First Peter. Oh, glory to God. Amen. First Peter, chapter 2. And looking at verse 9. First Peter, chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that shall show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now a people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's you. Hallelujah. And there's too many Christians that are, are ashamed of being called peculiar. Well, that person's kind of peculiar. They pray at their meals. They don't cuss. They say, God bless you. God be with you. 
Can't have that around me. You're shining light. Even though they're in the darkness, they're like bugs. You put the light on and bugs rush towards that light. They like to be around you, but they don't like to be around you. That's where you witness and change them. Amen? Glory to God. As Christians, we should not bend to the world or bow to the world or even uh, yield to the world when we're persecuted. We are not to alter our commitment to God. Jesus said that we're different. You're meek and hungry and thirsting for God, righteousness and mercy and pure, uh, pure heart. You're peacemakers. You and I alone are the salt of the earth and the light. There, are, there is no other way. Jesus said this is no other way. This is the way we are. How is your light shining? Is it under a bushel? Are you saying, hey, you know, you know, you don't need to be that way. You know, I can lead you to the Lord. I can tell you what's what's the difference. What's the difference with you? And then you could say, well, I have Jesus. And if you want to be different and have have the joy that I have and, and the blessings I have, let me tell you about Jesus. Hello. As light, there is no other alternatives. Salt and light. You can't, you're, you're, and as remember it says, uh, a light having a bushel over it or salt that has gone bad. You know what? How many are, well, I know some of you worked in the restaurants and your salt and pepper shakers, you know, they get a little gummed up sometimes. What some of the people do, what do they put in the salt pepper shake? Rice! To keep it working. Some, some of us need to be shaken up so that we come out perfect, not gummed up. Oh, glory to God. The world is in decay. It needs salt. Get out there. Mingle. And stamp out darkness. Again, salt is used where there is corruption. Light dispels darkness. That's, that's your calling. Whoa, glory to God. If we are to influence the world, we need to be effective people in 2019. We live in a decay and decline, 
we live in a decayed and declared, wow, darkness, okay? Darkness of the world. And this is biblical. It says that there's decay and darkness. This is biblical. We're talking biblical here. I'm not bringing that. This is what God says. We need to shine our light. Um, and things aren't getting any better because we are in the last days. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Find 2 Timothy. In 2 Timothy, what is he telling us? In 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Look at verse 13. This is, this is the world we're living in. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is, this is the day we, in days that we are living in. And we need to have light. The only way that's going to dispel them is to put your light out. Go to Proverbs chapter, I don't know what I'm going to do. Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28, looking at verse 1. It's the latter part we want to look at, but we'll look at the whole thing. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. We need to become bolder in 2019. Bold. Acts chapter 4. Verse 29. We're living in this dark world. That's Acts 4, 29. And now the Lord, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. God's calling us to be bold in these latter times. Verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with meekness. Boldness, thank you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 12, from the Amplified. See, since we have such glorious hope, such joyful and confident expectation. You got a great expectation for this month, this year? We speak very freely 
and openly and fiercely or with boldness. Glory to God. We got to be shaken up. We need to put some effort in this. This year you need to put some, some new effort in your boldness. Amen? Now, if you don't have that boldness yet, or you're not working, or you think you've lost it, uh, you need to spruce yourself up. Amen. We need to do a little more Bible studying, reading. We need to really get into church attendance. We need to put more time into prayer. We need to fellowship with like-minded believers. Of course, we need to have fellowship with God. Amen? We need to live like a believer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. Sin shall have no more dominion over me. I overcome the world with my faith. Regain your saltiness. Become a bright light once again. And make people hungry and thirsty for the things of God. That's the commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. The good news. How much... Gospel, I'm not going to even ask that question. Did you spread last year? I mean, I'm not talking about a silent Christian. I'm talking about a bold Christian. Let's make this new year, 2019, the benchmark in our lives for the kingdom of God. Pray that new souls will come into the kingdom of God. And the only thing that we'll be able to, this is the only thing that we'll be able to take with heaven. People. Jesus said that back in his day, the fields were white with harvest. How are they today? They're white. We need to pray for those that are in the harvest field, especially our, our missionaries. Pray that, that they gather in all these children and adults, Father God, that they come in contact with in their countries. But we need to do some work around here. I bet you five to one right now, as cold as it is, you go out to any, any one of the parks that are around here, and you'll see people celebrating. Because I usually go past uh, Adams School, I think it's Adams. Well, and they got jump houses out there, and it says happy birthday. They're out there, but they're not, 
they're having a good time, but they would have a better time in church. Oh, oh they have. Because you get benefits here. Eternal benefit. You don't get any eternal benefits out there. Hello. It's our time. It's our commission. It's our responsibility to be steadfast influences. This is a covenant right. This is a covenant blessing. We need to put it into motion. With that, we will have one song you, most of us didn't hear this morning. Oh, you don't need to have that. You just have to listen to the words. This is part of what we spoke on.
That song tell you anything? You're the light, you're the light. Let it shine, let it shine. We've got to do something. Don't be dormant this year. Don't be a moron. <clears throat> you know what? Well, that's what it says. It says foolish. You look at it, and it, it says moron. No, we don't want to be morons for God, all right? Let our light shine. Anybody need prayer this morning? All right, let's all stand. Father, we're praising you and we're giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the beginning of this new year, Father God. I thank you, Lord, our hopes and our expectations are high, Father God. And Father God, this could be the year that you're calling us. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are ready, Father God. We'll be wise, Father God. Father God, Jesus said that we should occupy ourselves until that time. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that... Uh, we will do the job that you've called each and every one of us to do, Father God, in the Great Commission, Father God. So as we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are the blessed and we are looking to bless those that we come in contact with. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.